0: good morning everyone this is instant replay sports talk show i'm your host teddy ragsack joined here with my friend james what's happening folks and today um, we're gonna talk about um the new laker hiring about frank vogel and just kind of take take a step back and kind of analyze it you know a lot of people you know they see this hiring and the first thing they think is oh my god what a disaster waiting to happen and Personally, my opinion on it is that people really need to take a step back and kind of, you know, understand this guy's career, which what we're going to kind of break down here. I know um, James here was saying earlier that, you know, we need to really just kind of understand where this guy's been, sort of his field of expertise and um, how the Lakers can benefit from this. So what we're going to do here is we're going to look at um, where he started from. So. I look at Frank Vogel and I and I see that he's someone who is just kind of had a lot of bad luck. So I I looked at his career and apparently he started off as a scout and he started off as a scout for the Lakers and the Wizards. And he actually didn't do a bad job. Right, James? That's true. He was pretty good back in the day. Yeah. So he didn't do a, a, a terrible job. So for the Lakers, he he drafted Andrew Bynum. For the Wizards, he drafted um, Nick Young. So, you know, he has a knack for finding talent. And, you know, with the draft coming up, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to have someone like Frank Vogel there for the team. So he becomes a scout. Then he's an assistant coach. And then um, he's on the Pacers. And then he gets promoted to the head coach of the Pacers for for a few years. And um, he takes this team to back to back Eastern Conference Finals. And if you look at this roster, right? If you look at what he had, it really like it really wasn't much. We had George Hill, he had Paul George, Roy Hibbert, he had um like Lance Stevenson and like David West. I think that was like his starting five. Yeah, but he and, made it work. But yeah, exactly. He made it work and he he, he took and he you know, he didn't just get bulldozed by LeBron in the, in the finals or the, I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals. He took him to six, seven games. So, you know, he was doing really well. He's on the finals. And so, I'm sorry, he took them to the finals. And, um, you know, they took them to the finals for the 2012, 2013 season and then the 2013, 2014 season. And they got really, really close. And they're, you know, they're trying to rebuild and get back into it really competitive And then Paul George has that gruesome leg injury.
1: Yeah, they just ran out of gas at the last minute.
0: So he has this gruesome leg injury, right? And um, so obviously, you know, Paul George being the best player, he really broke out. Um, The Pacers were just never the same. And then mind mind you, you know, he had had Roy Hibbert as a two-time All-Star and a defensive player of the year. Right. And you see some of these players and when they leave Vogel's system, it's just not they, they just they're just not the same. Right. So he's really making the best of it. So he has one bad season. And I guess the Pacers just, you know, that was it. He had one bad season done fired, which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it. Um, so Paul George gets hurt. Boom, he's done. So the, the Magic hire him and then he goes to the Magic and he struggles a bit with the Magic. So with the Magic, you know, after two years, he was 54 and uh, 54 wins, 110 losses. Um, You know, he was only there for a couple years. He gets fired. But to be fair, you know, this this Magic roster really wasn't that impressive.
1: Yeah. Imagine what he could do with the roster that we have now.
0: I think I'm I'm optimistic about it it's just i look at the raw you know everyone was so quick then they just they just cut him out so fast but you know his best his best player was like aaron gordon who was like two or three years into his two or three years into his um nba career and if you see it the most amount of his growth was under frank vogel and then he also a second best player was nikola vucevic and he got hurt he had hand surgery so he only really had him for like a year and a half cuz he missed half the half the year the second year that frank was a coach over there and then so you know the the, the magic you know he has he struggles that you know that t- that team was not doing well they like Aaron afalo DJ Augustine just not a lot of talent to begin with wasn't really given a fair shake um <clears throat> And and then so so they fire him after two years. Right. So he's one of his best players gets hurt. He's developing some young talent. Um, It's just it it just seemed like, you know, the the injury bug just really seemed to catch up to him as a head coach. And that's just one of those unfortunate things in the NBA. So I, I personally think that that we can really benefit from having someone like him because he brings two things to the table. I think that, you know, he's proven in the past that he's been able to to draft people like Paul George and, and Roy Hibbert and Andrew Bynum and Nick Young, people who were either effective players overall or effective players in his system. And with the big drafts coming up, you know, and we're kind of in a tricky situation with the 11th overall pick, I, I really think that, you know, we could use his... His expertise or maybe, you know, his strength and we could find a, you know, diamond in the rough if we don't we don't get a high draft pick. The second thing that I think is really important that he brings to the table that everyone's just totally overlooking is that this guy has proven to develop young talent. Yeah. And, And what do we have on the Lakers more than anything is young talent. So I think I think what they look at Frank Vogel is almost like a fail safe. If you will, because they look at him and they think, you know, if we can't land Anthony Davis, if we can't sign a big marquee free agent.
1: We're going to get the next best thing. And that's Frank.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it kind of comes down to the fact that if we can't get these guys and we have someone who's who is um, who's really developed. And who, I'm sorry, who can really develop young talent? And I, good leadership I, skills, and, and good leadership skills. Yeah, exactly. So I think he could. He has the capacity to do that. Um, so you know, you, I, I, and you know, I have to be human. I have to, you know, take a step back from him even and just kind of think about it. And and I, and I think to myself, okay, so now what issues? Do 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 I have with this hiring, right? If I if I I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can with this hiring. So then, are there any issues, right? Is this guy, Mr. Perfect. What what are we thinking here? And the only real big issue that I see with him is in terms of the lack of respect that he might get with LeBron. And we know how LeBron's kind of stubborn. He likes to kind of run the team his way. Um, he's like a prized horse. Like he's but he'll he can buck someone off. But you need like a
1: strong trainer a strong rider to. To get like a horse that like
0: strong, yeah. So you see, so you know this has been an issue with LeBron in the past. He tends to be a little bit stubborn and stuff like that. Yeah, tend to buck. Exactly. Like yeah, couldn't have said it better. So you see, um, and so so you so you know LeBron's a bit LeBron's a bit stubborn, right? And you know LeBron's looking at this guy's resume, and he's never gotten to the finals. And LeBron, <laughs> and he's never won the finals. And LeBron's, all, and the reason why is because LeBron beat him. Yeah. You know, granted, LeBron's team was so much more stacked. He had like Ray Allen, Chris Bosh. He had Dwayne Wade, and you know all these other players. That, that Heat team was stacked. But regardless, though, LeBron was basically like, now I'm being coached by the one guy that could never figure me out in the in the playoffs. But 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 you know, I think it it really balances out when we have someone. A good yin and yang. Thing. Yeah, well, when we when we hired Jason Kidd as the assistant coach, I think that was a great move. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it out there right now. I think hiring Jason Kidd as the assistant coach was one of the best things we could have done. I I look I look at that hiring, and and Jason Kidd is someone that LeBron has been very open about, and he's been very has a lot of respect towards. So he may not he may not you know respect Frank.
1: It's like a good cop bad cop thing kind of going.
0: Yeah, and, and so he may not respect Frank But he definitely has some respect and some admiration for Jason Kidd And Jason Kidd is someone that even beat LeBron in the finals I think 2011 with the Maverick and the Mavericks. So I think it's going to balance itself out well So with, with Frank, you get some scouting You get someone who could develop the young core Someone that, you know, is very defensive-minded Brings all of those things to the table And then you have Jason Kidd who's someone that LeBron respects, who could, you know, kind of get a hold of the locker room. And I think he's going gonna... to— like the glue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's going he's gonna to balance out the locker room. And also, too, right, you're looking at—this is a huge, huge free agency that's totally going to shake up the NBA this upcoming summer in July, right? You look at this huge, huge free agency, and I think to myself, I'm like, you know, a lot of these players grew up, like— Watching Jason Kidd, watching him in, you know, back when he was in New Jersey and like, all you know, so I think he could also help recruit some of these guys, maybe like Kyrie, maybe if you know, with the God's grace, Kevin Durant, which, you know, I'm not going to dive too much into our free agency. I'm probably going to save that for another podcast episode. But I think that Jason Kidd, he has the potential to maybe recruit some players, you know, he's worked with superstars like Giannis. He's, you know, he, he has that in his background. So and then the last issue that I wanted to uh, no sorry, not the last issue. The, the other big question I wanted to address here with this hiring is, you know, everyone. The the first thing everyone said when they, when, when we hired Frank, everyone's thinking to themselves like, oh my God, we didn't get Lou, oh, and This is the worst day I could ever.
1: Have Frank of all people.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that's what every everyone's thinking. Everyone to themselves.
1: underestimates Frank, but
0: that's one of his strengths is being underestimated. Yeah, you know he's had his back against the wall in the playoffs multiple times, and you know he's always battled through the adversity. But what I, whatever, what, you know, everyone, you know, back to my original point, everyone looks and, and you know points their fingers like, wow, we couldn't get Tyron Lu. He wanted more money. Yada 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 yada. Okay, so the the here here's my little here's my little spiel on on Tyron Lu, right? Tyron Lu. He's, you know, no one really expected him to be like this big head coach. He was the assistant head coach with the Cavs. And then he goes up onto the Cavs and he starts winning games. He starts winning games and they're just like, oh, well, you know what? You have this talented roster. You don't really need to do much. You know, you have a talented roster. You're in the Eastern Conference. You don't really need to do much, Ty Lue. And then he says, okay, you know, so even when he's winning games, he's wrong. They're like, oh, LeBron's carrying you, right?
1: Like the tortoise and the hare. So, like, the hair gets so far ahead and he's like, oh, I don't need to try
0: anymore. I can just take a nap. But then, bam, Torts wins. So then, you know, Tyronn Lue, he's, You know, he, he goes. He goes to the finals, and he loses. And everyone's like, "Ha! Oh, we told you, you can't do this." You know. And he goes back to the finals, and he, he finds himself in a hole. He's down three games to one and then all of a sudden he he pulls it out you know he wins the NBA finals again this this whole thing is from tyron Luce's perspective not, nothing that i necessarily agree with but he 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 looks you know he's down he pulls off this amazing upset against one of the greatest NBA teams and, you know, the first thing people say is, oh, thank God LeBron was there to bail you out. Yeah. Right. And then so and then when LeBron leaves, you know, they get rid of Kyrie Irving. They have an aging injured Kevin Love. And then he's not winning games with, with the roster that he had for even that small little stretch that that last small stretch he was with with the Cavaliers. And James and I were talking about this is that he really didn't have much talent on that those, those last few games. Yeah. So LeBron can't save you now. Yeah. And he has like this, you know, this awful roster and everyone and everyone's sitting there like see we told you you can't win without lebron blah 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 and then so you know he gets fired and then eventually the lakers you know get into contract negotiations with him everyone else you know is getting these five-year deals he thinks since you know he's won a championship relatively recently that he should get one and you know he's he's entitled to a championship or a team yeah, and then so he's thinking that he should get a five-year deal, and then and then the Lakers are like, you know what? How about this? We're gonna give you a three-year deal, basically as long as LeBron's contract is. So it's I, I just
1: probation.
0: So I I think that LeBron is gonna no, I'm sorry, not LeBron. So I, I think Ty Lue looks at this and it's just like he just can't shake this LeBron James image from him. It's like no matter where he goes, everyone just you know his his worth is relative or um. It's dependent on LeBron James, and it's just he's never really been able to shake that. So I think that may have had a little issue in us hiring him. But anyways, so I look, you know, I compared Ty Lu, I, I look, I look at Frank Vogel and I just and, and you know, Tyron Lue's roster was just so stacked in a conference that really wasn't that that really wasn't that impressive. That really wasn't that good. And I I look at this I, I look at his roster and compared to what what Frank Vogel had and I just don't you know I just don't know if that's a, you can make a fair assessment yeah. on that.
1: Frank was able to do less and do with less and do more, but Ty Lue he had more but he did less than Frank and I think Frank's the real
0: one who's gonna bring Lakers to the glory days. I yeah I just I I just I just look at this and I just don't you know. I just didn't watch a lot of finals games with the Cavs and the Warriors. I never thought to myself, thank God Ty Lue was there to, to out-strategize Steve Kerr. It just never – there was never a game that I could, you know, think of. There's no defensive scheme or switch or anything that he really thought – you know, that I really accredited to him. And so I, I just – you know, I think as as Laker fans, you know, we're we, – we, we, want, we want big names. We're a big market, and I just – I just don't know if that was, nec- if Ty Lue was necessarily the right candidate. You know, only, this is one of those things where only time can tell. But I look, right? I look, I look at Ty Lou and I'm just like, you know, what, was he, act- was, was his coaching resume actually something that, was his coaching resume something actually that we, that we would have profited from? Or was he just a big name that we're comfortable with? You know, I just, I, I, I don't know. So you know a lot of interesting stuff going on um, in Lakerland, and I'm just very interested to see how this goes. But um, you know, let let me know, let James know, like what your thoughts are on this hiring. Um, yeah, thank you for listening on the first episode.